breaking news from The Athletic. This is Anthony Sater and Bill Orm from The Athletic with some breaking news. Another day, another major contract in Laker land. LeBron, it was LeBron James first with the two-year extension. Now it's Anthony Davis. He goes full five years max. Uh, Bill, we knew it was going to be a max. But the question was, does he go the one-in-one, the two-in-one route, the three-in-one route? He went full. Why do you think he took the full five years? Well, I mean, it's it's probably the most straightforward way of handling it. You know, it gives him the security, uh, you know, to guard against injury. You know, this is a guy who, while not, I would not describe him as injury-prone, has had some issues and, and does tend to have a lot of nagging things. He goes down a lot on the court. So, I mean, you know, guards against injury long-term, but also, I mean, it, it helps the Lakers with their long-range planning. I mean, there's going to be an opportunity for the Lakers now to look at this LeBron and, and Anthony Davis era with a long lens. They now have LeBron James locked up through 2022-23 and Anthony Davis for at least one year beyond that. And so they can really start thinking long-term with these two superstars. And for Anthony Davis, he'll be 32, I believe, at the expiration of this contract, which is still very much early enough in his career. Uh, it might even be 31, depending on the early termination uh, option. Plenty of time for him to go get another max contract to um, kind of get through the rest of his prime. So I'm still a little surprised he didn't do the two plus one to get to that 10 year threshold. But, um, you know, for him, it's just a, it's a security move that gives both him and the Lakers a ton of security is the only word to get through this next phase of the era. So there's like kind of a lot of noise coming out of, you know, Rich Paul, LeBron, that whole team over there that these two negotiations were separate, right? LeBron did his and decided on his two-year extension separately. Then Davis was over, you know, thinking about what made the most sense for him. And, you know, I in general, I believe that, that both of them wanted to do what was best for themselves. But how much do you think these conversations were tied together and Davis and LeBron are sitting there going, oh, you're extending? Okay, I'll do the five. You know, because like it did, you know, these two pieces of news dropped basically what within like 36 hours of each other yeah and you know lebron and anthony davis are so close and and they are so important to each other's future there's no world in which these things happened completely separate now they might have tried to keep their negotiations separate so they didn't completely influence one another but lebron knew that anthony davis was was committed long term anthony davis and you know i think anthony davis knew either way he's going to be the guy to take the torch from lebron whenever that sunsets that Anthony Davis is going to be the star who kind of keeps this going whenever LeBron either moves on or retires um, or declines. Again, the fact that Anthony Davis is here long term is not what's surprising. It's just that he didn't do the two year deal and then sign the max then. But he is he was always going to be here for the long term, uh, barring something you know catastrophic, which I mean, I guess is still always the case. Any contract is tradable, as we saw yesterday. But I think that, you know, this was the continuation of a really important partnership. LeBron James has the chance to continue to win championships through his 30s because Rich Paul, Rob Palinka, and LeBron James all work together to find a way to get Anthony Davis to L.A. Anthony Davis is the world champion because he signed with Rich Paul and because you know LeBron James trusted in him. And so all those things are pieces of a puzzle, regardless of whether LeBron James picked up the phone on Tuesday and said, okay, this is what I'm going to do, and this is what you need to do to complement it. This is probably also like a good time to have like a wider scope look back view at the Davis trade in general. Uh, you know, yes. the, mo- the moment that... They won the title. It was a successful trade. But, you know, there was always either, number one, there was the disaster chance that they trade for him. It doesn't go well in year one, and then they lose him. That never happened. But there was also the chance it was a little Durante with the Warriors where he came. They won the title. They won another title. But they, it was always one and ones, and the partnership never felt fully formed, and he left after three years. And with Davis now, you get him in his entire prime for at least, I mean, at least he's under contract for another 
we'll say four years because he has the player option. So you're getting at least five years of team control of Anthony Davis, perhaps a lot longer than that. And that in itself makes this like turns it from a home run trade for Davis to a grand slam, right? And, you know, even look just across town at what the Clippers have with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Those are guys who can opt out, I believe, after this season. And that could really change, you know, the way you look at the deals they made for those guys. All the draft picks they gave to Oklahoma City to get Paul George, that was justifiable in the moment because it was looked at as you're getting Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. But if somehow one or both of them leaves and you don't ever get to really reap the benefits of having that partnership, then that's not a good trade. Now you have Anthony Davis essentially through through the, the timeline of picks that you traded away. I think the last pick could convey in like 2024, which it, it, you know, could be the last year of this deal for Anthony Davis. So basically, Anthony Davis is giving you the time back that you lost with those draft picks, which um, makes it even more, you know, more worthwhile of a deal. Not only that, they're going to be good now, which means those draft picks are going to be between like 24 and 30. You know, when I mentioned the disaster scenario, that also includes then they suddenly are lottery bound yet and they're given the number eight overall pick to uh, the Pelicans. But that's not going to happen. Absolutely. I mean, the Lakers just went through a decade of incredible volatility where after Kobe Bryant tore his Achilles, a carousel of coaches, uh, draft picks, you know, hopes being hung on one, this young star, or that one. And now all of a sudden the 2020s are shaping up to be a, a decade of, of remarkable stability for a franchise that has been more used to that over its history. At least the first half of it. Thanks for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics new headline section for much more on this story. To get access to all of the Athletics' great sports content, visit theathletic.com slash headline pod, where you can join for just $1 per week.